0: welcome to the marketing millennials the no bs marketing podcast i'm daniel murray and join me for unfiltered conversations with the brains behind marketing's coolest companies the one request i tell our guests stories or it didn't happen get ready to turn the up
1: it's great to say yes to everything it's great to be able to do as much as possible But doing it in a prioritized order allows for focus, allows for the teams to really hone in on their skills, be able to decide what's the most important thing to do within a period of time. And so being able to weed out a lot of those pieces that don't align, you're able to really stay focused and accomplish more in a time period
0: what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of the marketing millennials today i have kayla sadwick on the podcast i'll let kayla introduce herself but excited to talk about one of the most important topics in marketing is prioritization project management how to do that kayla why don't you introduce yourself and then we'll go into the talk today
1: thanks daniel i'm so excited to be here i am kayla sadwick I'm a chief of staff for a stealth marketing agency and a program manager at a SaaS unicorn company.
0: Awesome. Excited to chat. I want to chat about the importance of um, project management. So let's just like set the stage for a little bit for people listening. Say a team, why is project management so important to a marketing organization?
1: Of course, I'm biased here. So I'll start by saying that. but. In my experience, a program manager, a project manager helps unlock the full potential of a team and makes working within those teams a smoother experience for especially the creatives of marketing team or different aspects of it that just helps elevate the team as a whole to operate more efficiently, smoothly, and get more done with the least amount of effort. So that way the teams can really Amplify their like the opportunities that they're able to take on, the commitments that they're able to uphold across the organization or external to the organization, and really just get the most out of the team without burning out the team ultimately.
0: A lot of marketing teams run into a struggle of doing too much and not lacking focus. So, if There's a bunch of projects going on, a bunch of goals, there's a goals going on. How should marketing teams start setting up these in an organized way to be able to achieve the objectives of company goals, marketing goals, and also making sure that projects get done?
1: First and foremost, it's great to say yes to everything. It's great to be able to do as much as possible, but doing it in a prioritized order allows for focus, allows for the teams to really hone in on their skills, be able to decide what's the most important thing to do within a period of time. And that really comes from hopefully the leadership team being able to work and set that goals and that top line priority for the company. And then the next level of the marketing executive team taking feedback from their teams and what they need to all do in a time period and making sure that all the arrows are pointed the same way. So that way, even if you're doing something that seems like it's really pressing, maybe you don't actually need to do that task at all or that project at all because it doesn't align to the overall goals. And so being able to weed out a lot of those pieces that don't align, you're able to really stay focused and accomplish more in a time period.
0: Usually what happens in a lot of marketing teams is you get goals, you set up a nice board, like everything's good to go, but there's teams like always shooting last minute requests, requests for things that might not be priority, might be priority. There might be a fire going out. So how, what's a project management's role of like deciding, hey, this should be done today versus this should be pushed back to next quarter or this should be something that we can look into? What are project managers supposed to be doing in that situation? Or like, how do you think about that?
1: Part of what makes great marketing teams great is the ability to respond to what's actually happening in the conversation that's happening outside of the white plan. So being able to react if there's an amazing Super Bowl ad or whatever that looks like or something happening as a hot topic in the community or the world, being able to bake that in and Jump on it because if you respond to it months down the line, it's no longer relevant. It's no longer, you're not part of that conversation. And the best marketing teams you see consistently part of those conversations as they're happening. So you talk about like um, having marketing boards, having tools, baking that time into it, you're expecting to be able to respond. So maybe don't max out your teams, hopefully, not your max out your teams in general but making sure that you're able to account for that and and plan for that. So say, okay, we need to to only have 80% allocation for the teams or whatever that looks like for different players within. But if you are a company that decides we want to be part of the conversation that's happening live, accounting for that as you're planning. And so leaving some empty space isn't a bad thing. If you don't have a conversation to jump into during that sprint or that time period, then pull some things up that you've deprioritized because you have room for And so being able to plan for those pieces allows for smoother work experience, but also you're not being so reactive to say, okay, we have to drop everything that we planned for this period because this thing was unexpected, so expect the unexpected.
0: I think a lot of people... And I know this is done a lot in engineering, but marketers can take a lot of lessons from this as a you have projects for whatever you do a two week sprints, whatever month sprints, whatever you do at your company. But you have projects that are going to happen, but you know that marketing, there is reactive stuff and then there's like not reactive stuff in marketing. And you have to bake in time for, hey, then website might go down, a form might break, an email might need to go out. And if you don't do that, then other big projects start falling behind because you didn't bake in that time. But also on the flip side of things is that I've seen really work is it's a good way to do the, show tasks in an orally fashion because it's also a good way to say like, hey, this team is actually under-resourced in a way that like, hey, we might need to hire someone because if we don't hire 15, 20, 30 tasks that are, might affect revenue today, might be left behind because the team is at 90, 100% capacity across the board.
1: Exactly. And another way to account for that is what can you templatize? What can you optimize? What can you make a part of your operation as a marketing department? So that way, if you do need to react to something and send an email because whatever happened live in like real time, it shouldn't take two weeks to get something out the door, especially if you have to get approvals or otherwise. So what are some pieces that you set aside as, okay, if we need to get this out the door within an hour, it should be on brand, but it might not be um, exactly custom to the situation, but have a few templates that you can throw in so that way you're not delaying the process of getting something out the door as a reaction that isn't required
0: it's also like if you take like like say a marketing team of five and you take say five people without a project manager and they spend 30 percent of their time project managing their own stuff like they're going to do 30 percent 40 percent less than what their job requires them to do so they're like 30% 30% less productive and across the board with everybody there. So a project manager could step in and be like, hey, let me take that off your plate so you can go execute. I'll be, yeah, you said a good word before this, but like I'll be your shield from other teams coming request. I'll make sure that we are hitting our targets. You guys go and do execute on the tasks at hand, because I think one of the problems when I had, when I was running marketing outs for myself is like 30% of my time was spent like doing project management stuff, which then when I started getting last minute tasks, I still had to like project manage it and then do the last minute tasks. And then I started falling behind and falling behind and falling behind on like some priority stuff, which may force me to work later and later and later into the day. So I think people underestimate that, like, it's a huge efficiency thing for people who are hired to do, like, marketing ops or people who are hired to do demand gen. Like, they're not hired to always just project manage everything they do. Like, they're hired to execute on something good. And some people aren't good at project management. They're like, let's be honest. That's why we have project managers like you who are great at what they do that help a team run efficiently, run operationally excellent. Um, behind the scenes. Um, that's how I think about how a team needs a, a project manager to help them execute. Because I've been in so many teams where it's just chaos and you're never executing anything. Everybody, nobody knows where they're at. Nobody knows what's going on.
1: Some of the best and strongest teams I've worked with happen to be the smallest teams, not um, because we're able to have the people who are the experts do the parts that they are experts at, but also enjoy more. So not to say that those teams that I've worked with that are five people or otherwise can't also do the project management piece of it. But honestly, they probably don't like it as much as the part that they're actually brought on to do. And so having one person where you've set up that relationship within the team and also with the external parties, whether that's within the company or the vendors or agencies that you're working with, having one person whose sole focus is Making sure that the team can do the part that they're great at, and is that buffer and that blocker and that that shield again for everyone to go. Okay, if I am a marketing director and I'm getting all these requests, like how can I keep track of what where everything is? And also, if we do need to pivot as a, as an organization and make time for something else that becomes a priority, how can we align everyone and reset those expectations to make sure that no one's feeling like the, the ball is dropped, but also that everyone can smoothly pivot as officially as possible. But exactly that point that having that one person who the team can really focus on the parts that they're best at and that they're able to shine in helps everything go smoother.
0: I know companies are all different. They all operate differently. But what are some of like the best project management structures or formats that you've seen that you've implemented that make teams more efficient?
1: I think beyond even this aspect of looking at the tool or looking at certain processes, having trust within your team, it's not something that you can just copy and paste and put in. But knowing that, A, when I say something is going to be done, I'm committing to that and giving my word. If something needs to pivot, being communicative as possible, but also knowing if if something's coming my way, you can count on me. And hopefully I'm foreseeing as the project manager, but even different roles within the organization. If you have that as the expectation of being upfront being trustful and keeping your, your words to each other and you're all in it together, then your organization just unlocks the next level. So you can talk about whatever tools you want to put in place. There's a handful. You can go as scrappy as a shared Google doc to something built out like like a project management board, but the team dynamic and having a project manager, program manager, or leader or chief of staff, whatever that role is, um, making sure that you are accountable to each other and like you have each other's backs. And that's something that doesn't happen overnight, but is a big part of a successful team.
0: One thing I also want to shine light on is I like some people don't realize the strategic aspect of project management. People think it's just setting up projects, making sure project on time, but what are the the strategic elements that you are counseling to, say, the marketing leader or other departments to do? Because I think people, like I I said this a couple of times, but people don't realize there is a strategic element to project management as well, especially when you start getting higher and higher up the ladder of project management?
1: For this question, I'll actually focus on my role as chief of staff with a marketing agency I'm working at. From the perspective of the organization, since I've come on board, we've been able to upscale and take on more clients at over 47% now. And so first and foremost, being able to see, okay, where are the gaps? What's going well? Because if you're a company that's even has the lights on today, something's going well. So where can we leverage those pieces to say, okay, this is what this leader loves doing and an not This is what this other team mate is taking on because they're filling a gap, but maybe doesn't love that. So where can we understand where everyone on the team wants to go and helping them get there, but also from the external perspective for the clients that we're working with, making that as smooth as possible and also able to take on more for each client and be able to have the experience that they're being hand-hold, handheld, and held throughout their entire process of working with the agency. And so from the strategic perspective, seeing where are there gaps, where can we foresee that this might be able to work today, but six months from now, a year from now, we'll be running into a wall here. And so not letting anything, hopefully catch by surprise for yourself, but also being able to share and like share and escalate to the leaders where like, hey, this is going exceptionally right now, but in the future, we're going to outgrow this because hopefully we're scaling at the rates that we're predicting and expecting and making sure that nothing from the external perspective feels like it's getting caught or a little bit rough around the edges as we scale.
0: I think that's like so important, being able to foresee gaps because- just like an analogy, I used to they used to say in marking ops, it's like you could only put duct tape on a house so long until like the house starts like falling over. And I think that's the same with processes, that's the same with how you set up your team as the team scales, as projects, the project load comes, as budget starts increasing, as you get more clients, there's going to be different issues that come up and if you can be able to for implement them early so you don't run into the problem because those setbacks could cost a lot of money to the business if you're inefficient, can't take on more clients or can't do more marketing campaigns or can't send out more emails or there's so many things that could be improved if someone can whole job was to foresee like, where are the gaps in the operational process? Um, how can we fix them? How can we scale them? Also, like, where are the gaps in like, the people? Like, who are the underperformers? Who are the overperformers? Where are we seeing that we need some other talent to replace some talent? Who, who, which partners are easy to work with, harder to work with? How do I make it easier for people to work with the team? You're working with. I think all those things like are hard to think about if you're just a single marketing person or a marketing team, and have to think about all that, and then also like make sure you execute at a high level with high goals. So that's why it's, I think it's so important to have someone who's also strategic on your team to be able to do this.
1: And another piece is even if things are not going perfectly smooth right now, where are their single points of failure? So let's say that you have your team is just churning out work. They are operationally excellent, but where can we bake in some overlap? So let's say your star performer doesn't have to be in the seat every time for those pieces to run smoothly. So that way they can feel free to go on vacation and not come back with a pile of work or everything broken or whatever that looks like. So even if things look and seem like they're going perfectly, being able to think to the future, say, What if they won the lottery tomorrow and didn't want to come in? What if they just need some time to recharge? Whatever that looks like, people should be able to freely take a break or exit the company and be celebrated for that rather than coming back or hearing about those colleagues that they're working with struggling or suffering or somehow everything broke. So having that overlap in a mindful way helps to make sure that you're continuing to be able to grow and scale and Really, ultimately, not burning out your team because that's the last thing that we want.
0: One thing that I learned early in my my marketing ops career is that the importance of documentation and being able to document early and often, like the SOPs, making sure there's if someone if I I could just hand over a document and someone could do my job today. I mean, they probably can not do it the way I do it, but they can at least do the campaigns I'm running know where everything is, know where folders is organized and it's not trapped in that person's head. Cause it's a lot of times, especially in smaller startups, a lot of information is chopped in one person's head. And if it's not written down, there's where you said there's like a there's like a single point of failure, even though the team might be operating at a high level. And it also for you as like a marketing ops person or someone, if you it makes like hiring so much easier to be able to grow in your career, to be able to be like, Hey, I've got to the level, like now I'm not the person executing, I'm managing, but now I have this, all this documentation I can hand over to someone to do this role instead of having to remember everything in your head and teach them everything again. Um, So I think that's such a good point of people don't think is like documentation, making sure you have things down, making sure you can, hand off things tomorrow in case something happens to someone.
1: Exactly. And it's such a delicate balance between spending the time to document everything because, of course, that's something that you're not executing as you're documenting, but being able to be freed up from that as well. And so it goes back also to that foundation of trust within the team because if people don't have trust in their leaders or those working around them, that, oh, as soon as I document how I'm doing something – I'm going to be replaced. And that's something that we hear about often. But if you have that foundation of trust, it's okay. That reframe of, I'm not going to be necessarily owning this piece of the execution, but I'm freed up, as you said, to move up within the organization, not necessarily taking that as, as soon as I document that, I will be exited completely from the organization. And so being able to have your teams feel comfortable to let go of the reins, to That information that they hold is essential for everyone and your organization as a whole to level up.
0: That's a good point, too. I think a lot of people are scared that if I write down a process, I'm going to be replaced by someone else easily. But you got to remember that you're always just going to be stuck in that role if you're the only one who knows it and they're just not going to promote you because. They, they know you're the best at that role, even though, like, I've seen this multiple times in company, they just don't re- promote someone because they know that they're the best point in that company. And if someone comes, they, they, nobody can do it better than them and they don't realize how strong they are as a performer. I think a lot of people kind of have a bad stigma of working with project management and project managers. So, how can leaders or project managers break the barrier to make sure that like hey this is a good working relationship like the project manager is actually here to help they're not here to pester or annoy and how can like you as a project manager like make sure that relationship is actually good and not because i've worked with both project managers ones that are like made my life easier and then one just like i'm like just get away from me i'm trying to execute Like um, how should leaders approach it to help project managers and how should you approach it as a project manager?
1: Unfortunately, we've all been there. So even myself as a project manager, I have worked with some or I've seen some where you just, you can't help but want to look away, but you know that you have to dig in a little bit further and make things smoother. So culture fit, I also think is such an important piece. So before you even get to the point of enabling a project manager or working with a project manager, what is the culture of your team and how does that hire or bring this person on fit into that? So project managers, they shouldn't be, I I know oftentimes they're thought of as police officers or they're thought of as that person, as you said, that that pesters and just says, hey, where's, where's this work? Where's this piece? And I think before you even get to that level, going back to having the priorities. And so there shouldn't be a hundred things going on at once if the team can't account for that because then you do get to that point of where someone, whether it's a project manager or just someone on your team, your leader, or someone who just needs that piece of work that you're working on, is going to have to be reaching out because everything's falling behind. So taking a pause, setting up the expectations for when things are expected to be flowing through your team, and then also being able to say, okay, these are the prioritized things that we're working on. And let's get in a realistic cadence of when something will actually be possible without making your teams miserable of saying, okay, I can't turn that around tomorrow. And so, how I approach it is before I even ask when something is expected to be done or, or say, hey, can this be done on this date, asking the team what's realistic for them and encouraging them not to push beyond that. And so, as you get that predictability of this amount of work should take this amount of time. You're able to plan ahead for that, but also be proactive rather than reactive and always say, hey, where's this piece of work? You're changing the priorities a million times. Those are the things that we want to avoid. And also really working with your leadership team or if you are the leadership team, setting clear expectations for your team on what, again, is the highest priority, but also how you operate as a team.
0: What I used to do, i had a project manager my own team because we just didn't have a project manager when i was in marketing ops but is i set up like a point system for my team and it was like tell me realistically how much how long this task would take and like you budget like you take like 40 hours in the week and then you also take out like you what you said like 20 percent for like experts so really like if you take out the 40 you take 32 points of the week and then you say how long do you think this is going to take you say eight hours or whatever and you budget all those times in the project and then you you take all the projects and budget it and then you say okay we can fill in that project we can fill in that project we can fill in that project based on the budget that everybody gave and also you can use your predictability because some people could like over say that it would be easier and some people could under, like say it might take faster than you know it's going to take so it's like to have someone on the team that knows like every single person on the team like how fast they execute how fast they don't execute and make sure that they they budgeting time correctly for each project to make sure that we never actually fall behind in projects
1: absolutely and so yes there's many different ways to approach that from breaking down the exact hours as you're talking about to story points to a number of different pieces of it, but also that aspect of, if you're looking at the week and something is expanding beyond the amount of hours that you have for your team or for that individual, being able to, as a project manager or as a leader or whoever is filling that role for your team right now, have the conversation up front to say, okay, we have 10 hours left for this week. We have 30 hours of work to do and have the conversation ahead of time with a your leaders or whoever is taking on that work or expecting that work to say, something's got to give here. And so rather than handing over the piece or having that person need to come to you to say, we're expecting an end of day on Tuesday. It's now end of day Thursday. Where is that? Saying these hours don't fit into the amount of hours that we have left and go back to that leadership Say What is the priority here at this point? Can someone else take on this work? Can we ship an MVP of this work so that way we're not completely leaving that person empty-handed? Or can we say, you need this piece of work. It's a last-minute request. We don't have the hours to support this. But if you're able to take a first draft at this, we can polish it as a marketing team. We can provide the copy. We can refine it and then build it out to send that email. So there's always a give and take. You don't want the answer, of course, to just be a flat-out no. But sometimes. What's the ultimate goal and what are you prioritizing either as the work, but also are you prioritizing getting your teams to a comfortable working cadence and operational excellence? Or are you prioritizing, okay, we don't want to have our teams work after hours, that's first and foremost, but maybe you have teammates working on different time zones that you can leverage to say, okay, you'll work on this today, you'll pass it off before um, this other person even logs on so that way you're not blocking each other because project management or whatever rules are in charge of that for your organization should be able to f- foresee where the teams might get stuck or blocked and remove those impediments before they happen. And of course, as myself, it, at the roles that I take out, my personal mantra is always don't be the blocker. And so being able to stay a few steps ahead whenever and wherever possible helps to keep that as the goal.
0: One thing I also like you said is like going back to the leaders and putting on the leaders and saying, Hey, like out of all these tasks, like what are the priorities? Like, what do you think is a priority? Like, especially when you get requests from other leaders, say like the sales leader requests something or the customer success or whatever leader, it's better to go back to like the marketing leader and be, Hey, I got this request from the head of sales. Like out of everything we're doing, what is this prior, the priority of this? Because the head of sales will probably say it's high priority or someone will say it's the highest priority, but they don't have access to what you know as a project manager was the marketing leader knows as a marketing goal. So it's good to always have like weekly or bi- bi-weekly or twice a week meetings with the marketing and be like, hey, are we still on track for these these goals? Are these still priorities or this not priority? Should we move stuff? Should we not move stuff? And always be ahead of it with the marketing because they could also be help. Like you, you're you a good shield as a project manager, but I think the marketing leader could also be a good shield from other teams to be like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. We actually have other priorities to hit right now that is part of our goals.
1: The piece that I would want to touch on that you just mentioned here as well is really sharing what your team's working on. So for that sales leader that's coming with the request, that might be the only thing that they realize that the marketing team is working on. So being able to either to dashboard or an email you send out, whatever the format, even if it's your marketing leader sharing in the weekly executive team meeting that they have, being able to be as transparent as possible and not letting your work just be something that happens in the, like a box that no one can see into being proactive to share, this is what we're working on. These are the goals that they tier up to and sharing them as broadly and loudly as possible. So that way the other teams can realize, A, this is something else that they're working on. But also when I make my request, I want to make sure and, and help enforce that habit across all teams of there's other work going on and this is where it is as a priority. Or if you do have to say no to something, say, we can't support that right now. Here's when we might be able to do that because these are the things that we're working on and how they tier directly to those top level goals.
0: And it's also this brings, like, at least if you have documentation and you're talking internally and having open communication about this, like, they can be conversation. Like, if there is a priority, like, if there is an argument between sales and marketing that, like, or any team that they this is a priority for the marketing team to go, then, like, the market leader has ammo to go up to one level above and say, hey, this is what my marketing team's working on. This is what the sales leader says. What do you think is a priority? Like, do you want me to stop, drop this because this is going to affect revenue? Or do you want me to take on this? Like, at least this could be open conversations. But if you never internally talking about anything then it's hard to have open conversations and have understanding of teams I remember until I started sharing the board of what I my team was doing nobody everybody thought that we weren't doing much until they saw oh shit they have so much on their plate like we, we actually need to cool it down a little bit and start actually giving high priority things to this team. What is a, a project management hill you die on or what is a marketing hill you die
1: on? Mine will be a hybrid of the two. So something that I hear a lot in working with different organizations or different leaders is we see the value of project management. We see the value of this role, but we're not quite ready to hire for it right now. So kicking that a little bit further down the line, which I do understand where other roles might seem like a, a more front of line priority, but by bringing in a project manager as early as possible, you're not building out a lot of those processes that you're going to actually have to revert once you get into the flow of your work and realize, oh, wait, this is not scalable, this is not functional, this is not working for a team either in the, the here and now or in that future state. So even if you bring in one of four uh, consulting role and just have them help your team build out in a way that you're thinking to the one year, three year, five year down the line of how you'll be scalable... You won't have to redo a lot of that work and revert some of those, I don't want to say bad habits, but some of those pieces that don't actually help your team succeed. So bring that up forward in your hiring to help you build as strategically as possible.
0: I think is a good one. I think I've been in a lot of organizations where there's been double work done. There's been work that doesn't get done because there's no prioritization There's people who get in trouble because nobody's communicating the right things. So having a system and a place and a thing to operation work efficiently is so important. A project manager is a key part of a marketing team, I think, as well. I think a lot of people wait way too long to hire one and then they get into a, a place where they have to work backwards instead of forward. So the best marketing teams are operationally excellent. So I wanted to leave it there and say, where could people find you and what you're doing?
1: The best place to find me right now is probably going to be LinkedIn. It's Kayla Sadwick. Um, I post as consistently as possible. I know that's something you talk about in your other uh, podcasts about LinkedIn strategy, but Uh, You can find me there. Always happy to connect, talk about project management, talk about anything else. And always glad to meet others in your community.
0: Awesome. If you have any project management questions or project management stuff or want to talk to a great project manager, hit up Kayla on LinkedIn. Um, Well, thank you, Kayla. And it's been great.
1: Thank you so much. Great talking with you.
0: Thanks so much for listening.